are you doing? Stop. Stop it now. You wanna get killed for her? She fucked us. How do you think the police know how to block all those intersections? Because she what, told What, them. they just all appeared out of nowhere? No, because she told she them. She fucked us. She did what she was supposed no, to do with the no, bad guys. No, then. no, how we are not the bad guys. It is not that simple, Will. It is not that simple. We're not the bad guys. We're just the guys trying to get home. last podcast we talked about marvel and dc um again i respect and love marvel dc films this is nothing against them in whole but i think unfortunately it's taken away the anticipation of the normal summer blockbuster i grew up as a kid or even jesus from the 90s you know like speed and you know all those kind of general general action films yeah, you know, even the Arnie films mm-hmm. are gone. Yeah. And we just don't get, just have fun popcorn movies. Mm-hmm. Now we're just waiting for the new Thor, or we're waiting for the new Batman, or we're waiting for the, and again, nothing against him. But it comes a day, well, the reason we're not getting him, to be honest with you, is the movie we're about to talk about now. And not because it's a piece of shit, because I'm going to tell you right now, this is a fun, fun little action film. It really is. And it is by Michael Bay, and it's called Ambulance. Now, Michael Bay has gotten a really bum rap, and I'll explain why. I love Michael Bay films. Now, I'm not comp- <laughs> I am not comparing him to Kubrick, and I'm not going to compare him to David Lean, but there is a similar... <laughs> well, am I not comparing... I know there's a different grade of film quality when you're mentioning certain people mm-hmm. in the same sentence. However, David Lean is one of my favorite old school directors. Yes. Bridge of Kwai, Lawrence yeah. Arabia. Yeah. But he's, but he's just a visual storyteller. Mm-hmm. Kubrick, not a big fan of, as we know on the podcast. But God, his elaborate sets, that's, that's the whole the, the visual style, he, especially The Shining Hotel mm-hmm. and... Even 2001, the visual storytelling mm-hmm. is there. But yet, Michael Bay gets pissed on. And he always has. And I don't understand. Because this guy, whether you like the story, is a story, visual storyteller. His action setups and sequences are far. Nobody can touch him. And guys, I know I bring up CGI a lot. He uses very minimal CGI. He just comes up with really cool camera techniques. Top, 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 top A stuntmen. Definitely not the ones from Cobra. Thankfully. <laughs> I mean, or is Spielberg said it best to him. They both teamed up for uh, Transformers. When Transformers was done, big hit. Whether you like it or not, it's a visual stunner. Incredible what he did with effects back, even back then. Steven Spielberg said, walk away now. Go do something else. The problem is Michael Bay didn't walk away. And he put out a lot of shit Transformers films. Let's just say that from, now. From the off, I have to admit, I am certainly no Michael Bay expert. Um, I have never seen any of the Transformer films. 
uh, for some reason. I mean, uh, maybe I was affected by the flack that they were getting. But and um, I, I think I just missed the original one at the time it came out anyway. So I, I can't really comment on Michael Bay. And I'm not going to jump on a bandwagon and slag him off, you know, for especially for films I haven't seen. Um, well, so I, I, I went into this. Um, and I have to admit, because of his reputation, uh, I went into this ambulance sort of thinking, oh, fuck, this is going to be like the Fast and the Furious or something. It's going to be like a bit of a chore, a bit of a slog. It's just going to be silly. Um, um, so there was a bit of sort of, you know, I was affected by that, by, you know, the sort of reputation of Bay and stuff. However, I have to admit, I was very, very pleasantly surprised. And that's the problem, what you just yeah. said. So this movie tanked. Let's get the over here. It's on video on demand already. Right. Didn't even really get a massive release like it did in the states, and it tanked in the states. And it's unfortunate. I think you're so people are so diluted with Marvel, mm-hmm. and they're diluted with the Transformers that he's done, and he's admitted he's done them. Mm-hmm. And I admit they're shit. I'm not arguing that. But guys, this is the man who gave us The Rock. The Rock's brilliant. Armageddon. He gave us uh, the island, which Armageddon, is an awesome a little shit, film. Like, but uh, you know, uh, well, whatever. Yeah. It's it's still. Anyways, the Armageddon, the Bad Boys film, is whether you like him or not. Um, I mentioned the island, which is a little hidden gem. Did a great little movie called Thirteen Hours of Mizagi, mm-hmm. uh, about soldiers being trapped in a. And it was just based on a true story. Very good film. He did a fun, fun crime caper based on a true story with The Rock and Mark Wahlberg. Called Pain and Gain, and recently Six Underground for the Netflix film. Netflix film with Ryan Reynolds and the gang. The guy just knows how to have fun behind a camera. He comes from obviously the MTV video generation, and it shows. And what I like about Michael Bay, he doesn't sell out. He's who he is. These are the movies I make, and not to mention, he's probably one of the only directors. Well, he produced them. Him and his Platinum Dooms, Platinum Dooms team produced two pretty solid horror remakes that a lot of people like. They forget about that. He produced the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, and he produced the Friday 13th remake. So the guy has done so, and not to mention his other producing credits. And I just feel this guy's been blacklisted for no reason. Yeah. Um, yes, I must admit that I, as I, I stated, you know, um, my, my main experiences with him would be The Rock and Armageddon. I didn't like Armageddon. I thought it was just bullshit. But uh, I thought The Rock um, was excellent, an excellent action film. Um, but, um, and I went into this thinking, oh, fuck, here we'll go. This is going to be like um, just a brainless sort of fast and furious type sort of CGI action um, film. But I was wrong. Um, and I'm really glad I've seen it because it is a huge amount of fun. It is actually it's um it's actually very well characterized and well you know it's not superb but you know it's it's pretty solid um and um and you know every department the two main leads are excellent um uh, uh, that's where you and I gonna especially argue. <laughs> Kill Hall. um it's basically uh, I've said I said this to you before we did the podcast but this film is basically heat meets speed. Yeah, no, it is a hundred percent. That's a perfect. Way. That's the only way I would explain it myself. Even the bank robbery scene is the same bank yeah. they used in Heat. But at the end of the day, when you're going to see a Michael Bay film, you just go have yeah. fun. That's it. If you guys and what I don't understand, especially in the U.S., 
why this tanks and you give fucking Vin Diesel billion dollar Fast and Furious 9 which are considered 5.0s <laughs> and they're horrible they're films. They're fucking awful. What well, no, no I just that must admit as well. I have only seen like um um sort of one of the Fast and Furious films and that was enough for me. So to be completely fair, I can't comment on them, but let's just say what I have seen of them is not to my taste. Well, let's just jump into this now. Uh, ambulance, bought a bike heist, bank heist, something goes wrong, and they're stuck in an ambulance being chased. Yes. Okay, there's your film. That's Bay That's Bay right mm-hmm. there. That's your film. So shut the fuck up, have your popcorn, and enjoy yeah. yourself. That's what this film is. And what I liked about it, what I, let's, let's talk about what I didn't like about it, because I feel like I'm you know, kissing his ass mm-hmm. too much. And you're not going to agree with me on this. And Jake Gyllenhaal should not be not, should not been in this film. He's horrible. I think he's brilliant. <laughs> I think uh, Yeha Abdul Mateen yeah. should have been kicked out. I thought he was good as well. And that's a big that's a big one. The two leads do hurt this film. I I, I thought they made the film, and they actually lent no. it a bit of actual sort of gravitas. You know, I think Miss Gonzalez, who plays Cam, the nurse, is the Are best character. In best she's art. the best character, yep. but she's also the worst actor. And Captain Monroe, by the by, the great actor I like, Garrett Dillahunt. I like seeing him. Mm-hmm. And Carol O'Donnell, the FBI, cl- FBI who plays yes. Clark. The cops were good characters. Cam was mm-hmm. a good character. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal was replaced at the last minute, and you can tell. Right, who did he replace? Uh, young kid. Right. Um, uh, he was in the um, Maze Runner films. Right, I haven't seen him. Uh, Dylan... Dylan, God, I forget it. What is it? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I like uh, Yaha Abdul Mateen. I like him in, you know, uh, the bad guy in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, Black Mamba or Black Manta. I can't remember mm-hmm. what he's called. And Jake Gyllenhaal, we know from a lot of films. But what Bay does, and sometimes it works, this one it doesn't. He likes using flashbacks in slow motion and to tell an origin story. And very little dialogue. Just like someone's reminiscing about their childhood. Mm-hmm. And this happens a lot because they're obviously one's more of an adoptive brother. Because one's black, one's white. Yeah, but it's the same, the same father, isn't it? Is it the same yes, father? Yes, they, the same father, I believe. Okay, I thought they were, he just raised them No, both. no, I, I could be wrong. Uh, my impression was that um, they both had the same father. Okay, LT is the father. He The father wasn't a great man because he, he was, was a bank robber. Uh, it was a bank robber, but he killed people. Yes, he was a psycho, apparently. He was a psycho. So, and he kind of where Will, that is, and Teen's character, he went more military route. And went to Afghanistan. Danny, played by Gyllenhaal, went more, you know, the crime route. He went the bank robber route. And Gyllenhaal is being hunted by an FBI agent called Clark, who we'll talk about his story. I kind of like the little twist he gives. Mm-hmm. But they know the bank robbery is happening. And I'm going to tell you guys now. I mean, I love Heat. And Heat will always be the... Actually, there's another film we should do on the podcast. We should do bank robbery mm-hmm. films. A movie called Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves. I haven't seen it. With Jared, Jared Butler. Mm-hmm. And there's a bank robbery scene. And the gunfight lasts like the whole film. Right. <laughs> it's brilliant. Right. Just to, uh, I mean, I love Heat as well. Loved it at the time and still do. Um, do. Do you know that there is actually... Michael Mann made an earlier version of Heat called LA Takedown no. yes there was actually a prototype for it Heat is actually a remake of his earlier film LA Takedown but anyway we're getting sidetracked no, no that's cool I mean I'm, I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast loves Heat yeah. 
But guys, if you like, well, don't get me wrong, he's a little more smarter. But by the time the bank robbery scene happens, mm-hmm. you're, th- you're three hours into the film. Well, this is this isn't really about the, the heist. Is only the setup for the the chase. Exactly. In this, and what works what works for the film when when the big gunfight happens, you pretty much get rid of most of Danny's gang. They all get gunned mm-hmm. down by the cops. And at this point, no cops are getting killed. And so there's a oh god, there's a scene where there's the surfer guy. Yes. He's kind of robbing with him. He gets his body oh, twisted brilliant. by one of the bank fans, and he's still alive. And he's looking up, and he he must be high. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, look at my legs, man!" But his whole body's been twisted. Yeah. This film is violent. Oh yeah. And you're spot on. Was this is where it becomes uh, the first? I say twenty five minutes, thirty minutes. Yeah. Is heat. The second act is speed. And what's fun about it is they always give you, you figure a, guy, a couple guys in an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Well, these guys are going to be stopped in two seconds. Well, they can't stop them because they have a cop in the car that the, that the, that, that uh, Will shot. Yes. Not, not, I don't think he del- didn't mean to, but he shot him anyway. And you got Cam, so they have two hostages in the ambulance, so they can't just take down the ambulance. Mm-hmm. But there's some fun stuff that they do. To get the cops off their back. There's a fun scene I caught when I watched this for the third time, by the way, everybody. <laughs> yes, three times. I enjoy it that much. When they see a, they see a dead end coming, the ambulance, because they're in the front, obviously, and the cops are behind them. So they quickly hit the brakes, but the cop cars don't see yeah. them. And they fly over the dead yes. end. Um, the reason I like that scene is because it gives you a little way, like, well, these guys know what they're doing behind the wheel. Well, your man... Um you know, the the brother of Jake Gyllenhaal, he, he was an right. army driver, so he's like this highly skilled I mean, um, driver, you know, so that sort of, you know, sort of makes sense, you know, this, um, you know, I mean, I mean, this film is, is, you know, obviously it's a bit ridiculous and it's sort of, you know, and unrealistic as well, but it's, it's a lot of fun, but to do sort of explain his sort of expert driving by, he was like this sort of maverick driver in Afghanistan. Yeah, he Humvee expert or something like that, yeah. or what do you call those SUV yeah. tanker truck things. Yeah. But uh, there's not much of a story here, guys. There's really much to go with. It's, it's, we're going to really talk about the action. There's and great I, character I moments. Not really. I think but there is. Anyway. I, no, no, <laughs> I, I will argue that there is. Okay, I will tell you. Okay, let me jump into this. This part is like a fucking rule reversal here. Jump. I'm defending Michael what? Bay and you're. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Well, I don't see a Michael Bay film for characters, to be fair. But, but has it in this? I'm telling you. Oh, okay, let me. Well, what Michael. We'll, we'll get to it. But, but you got it. You're going to love what I'm going to come with. But I'm. what makes this film is one thing. And I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but Michael Bay always finds a way to one up his cinematography. Mm-hmm. And in this film. He has a drone he must use, some kind of specialty crane. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But he'll have these long shots of jumping from a building. You're zooming down to get into an, another location of the city using this super... Like, it's almost like you're on a missile. It's, it's almost like Sam Raimi-type direction, you know? It's like you're following the route of the bullet, you know, like in the quick and the dead and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... But it's done much more beautifully. I mean, it's it's so mm-hmm. sharp and clear. And you get this. So to get to point A to point B to go to another scene in the city, they use this drone, and it just yeah. it is an amazing. I can't explain no, it. No, no, the, the, they're very. It's very slick. And you know what I'm saying when I'm talking. And there's one scene when the it. when they when they're on the bridge, yeah. 
and you get to see the shot of this drone. Again, I'm pretty confident it's a drone. I can't see a helicopter taking this. And oh, I don't know. It's just I would love to have seen this in IMAX. I mean, it's gorgeous. I can't. I'm not gonna. I can't justify it on a podcast. Yes. But if you see it, you'll you'll know exactly. Oh, I know what that stupid that idiot and that citizen frame was talking about. <laughs> no, no, they're they're brilliant shots. Uh, but that's what I was talking about in the beginning, where he always adds something to his technique, and he de- definitely did it with this film. And I also want to give a shout out um, to Lauren uh, Balfi. Balfi, he does the score. The mm. score in this is really neat. Um, it lends a little edge to it, reminding me of the old mid '90s kind of yes. scores, like The Rock, where he did he worked with Hans Zimmer mm-hmm. a lot. So this guy kind of has a Hans Zimmer, yeah, you know, uh, sound to him. But let's talk about the characters. And we'll talk about the leads because I don't get me wrong. Again, I like the two actors. Mm-hmm. I just didn't buy their chemistry at all. I, yeah, I thought it worked. It worked for me. I again, he he likes. You were supposed to build this rapport with these two by seeing flashbacks, and I think what hurts the flashbacks is there's really no dialogue in those flashbacks. Mm-hmm. You also don't see any kind of struggle that Will or Danny might have had as kids, and obviously LT being a bad father as he mm-hmm. was. He should have showed something to maybe make these guys more relatable, but he didn't do that. He just focused on them playing guns. Well, there was some, in the well, there was some dialogue there, you know, that whenever they're talking about it, you know, um, so that sort of helps. But yes, f- fair enough. You know, you could have had something um, I, that we actually saw from their childhood. You know, some sort of you know big moment. I mean, what I did like was I like Cam, the nurse. I thought the she reason was I the said, don't get me wrong. Don't. Oh, no, that you're wrong on that. That's the paramedic you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What I liked about her was in the beginning scene, and this is a tough little watch. She's got a, she's a paramedic, so she's got to go to a, a, a car accident. And this little child is embedded through the steel, uh, whatever mm-hmm. it is, going through the child's stomach. Yes. And she's got to talk to the child as they're trying to lift this thing out of her. I mean, it's a hard little cell. But she drops the kid off, goes to the hospital, and leaves. Goes for a coffee with her guy. Yeah, it goes to the partner. How do you do this? He goes, I just don't feel anything. I have no emotion. You, you can't. You just gotta but go that's pretty much, that, that's pretty realistic, I think. And I, I think that's um, what medical people have to do in general. But, but. A police. And, she gets the full arc at the yeah. end. When she goes to visit yes. her. Because she says she never does it. And she finally visits her and she holds her hand. That is a good scene. No, no, I mean it. It, it is a good arc. I thought the character and the actress she were weak. It. Does she? Does she? Does she not sell it? Oh, yes, but it, but it's uh, that makes her a pretty but, good. But actress. no, no, it's it's acting by numbers. I mean, there's there was nothing special about it. She just um, basically did enough. You know, she didn't stand out, especially um, when up against the two other leads. Well, yeah, I just didn't see. I almost felt like Jake was paid by numbers. I, yeah, well, see. Mantine, this is kind of his first big lead role. Mm-hmm. So I can see him kind of being testing the way he's kind of um, usually the guy in the background. Yes. And, you know, come on, make a quick scene. But in this case, he just seemed a fish out of water. I don't know. You know, with me, I, I found, um, you know, Dylan Hall and Mantine, isn't it? The surname's pronounced? Yeah. Mantine. Yeah. yeah Mantine. Uh, I, I, to me, I wanted to hear about their story much more than the paramedics. Well, they should have. Yes. No, no, no. But I, I, I was. what I'm saying is I was invested in their story much more than the paramedics. I didn't really give a shit about her. Um, and I thought she was actually quite annoying. Um, to, well, in all fairness, they all could have died. That would have been fine. Yeah, well, I some mean, of them did. At the end of the day, 
I'll tell you what scene bothered me, and it sucked because we'll, we'll talk about the other characters. The flip side of that coin, we'll talk about the cops. Yes. Uh, Garrett, uh, Garrett Dillahan, who I like a lot, and Kira O'Donnell. Kira O'Donnell's the FBI. Yes. And I do like that he shows up. Here's here's some of the stuff they, they did, cliches they didn't do, which mm-hmm. I like. Usually when you got the, the SWAT guys and you got the FBI showing up, they're at each other's yes. throats. Yeah. Jurisdiction, you ain't got no jurisdiction here, that yeah. type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Captain Moreau goes, what are you, what's the FBI doing mm-hmm. here? I went to school with Clark. Mm-hmm. I went to school with uh, Danny. He goes, really? Yeah. He went to school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up taking criminology courses so we could learn. To be a criminal more? What we would do during <laughs> a bank robbery. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of a little cool little bat. That's a cool bat. Yeah, they went to college together. Yeah. Yeah, so he's been hunting mm-hmm. him um, since the bank robbers kind of started trying to put him yeah. in. But anyways, he tells the story, and Dylan Hunt goes, that's good enough for me. Come on, you're with us. Yeah. So there wasn't no, this is my jurisdiction. Yes. Crap. It was quick and to the which point. Is, which is pretty much cliche in those types of films, you know. And, okay, we talk about seeing that didn't worry, and it's horrible, and it should have been written out. It should have been written out between the two brothers. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? Which one? Okay, if you don't know the scene, then you, it should be written out. It's the scene where they start singing Christopher Cross song. Yes. <laughs> it's so bad. It tries to give you chemistry between It was a bit cringy, two. yeah. It was cringeworthy. It wasn't funny. Like, And she's yeah. she can't hear the song because they're listening to their headphones. Yes. They're sharing the song. And she can't hear... She can only hear them singing and they're singing poorly. Yeah. But... It made no sense to do it during a big, massive chase like yeah, this. Yeah, it was to try and, and it, be, it was trying to like trying to be quirky and cool or whatever, and just add something to that sort of chase. But yeah, it was a bit cringy. And, yeah, and the coo- the coo- I mean, it didn't bother me that much, but I would they could happily have done without it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so at this point, the cops are trying to be cool. They're trying not to hurt anybody. Um, the scene I was a little confused when the snipers, I think, were trying to take off the t- the uh, tires. Yes. Well, that's well, see, this is the thing. I for the whole, well, like pretty much most of the film, like I was saying in a previous podcast about the Batman, why don't you just shoot him in the head? The whole time I was like screaming to the cops, why don't you just shoot the fucking tires? <laughs> you know. They can't though. That's why I was surprised they went for it because they can't because they have a cop in the car. And then it's hostage. So if they did that, they could just shoot them. Mm, suppose. So they really can't stop. Because when that when that fails, uh, Captain Moreau finally goes, "Okay, guys, let's give him some space." Mm-hmm. Well, you have to give him space. They got hostages. You can't yeah. be. So I didn't understand why the movie. And was the made cop in the was first badly place. injured as well. He's no, he dies. Yeah, but at that point, he was badly injured. Oh no 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 no! The cop in the ambulance. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, let's talk about that. Yes, when she's got to put us talk about getting fisted. Yeah, <laughs> she's got to put. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that scene is tough to watch. She's got to go in. Again, again, it is ridiculous, but it's it was pretty. T- it's a pretty tense scene, and it works. It is. It works. It works. He's basically got having a Zoom call with doctors and, and doing this fucking um, open stomach surgery, you know, and it's really gory. He doesn't hold back with the gore, which again I liked. Yeah, and he wakes up during it. Oh. Yeah. So he's got to punch him in the face. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good. That's one. Well, that's a good scene. And it's actually a and good a bonding scene. scene for them two together. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's it is it's fun scene. Again, again, with Bay stuff, you got to watch it to see what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Really. Now, things too turn tough when, unfortunately, Danny goes to his buddies that he's in partners with, who he shares the money with. Yeah. Danny has robbed like thirty-two banks. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is 
This is his team, but he, he has this guy called Poppy. Yeah. He splits everything with. He's real tough L.A. gangster kind yeah. of stuff. He's a badass. So yeah. once they get him involved, cops start dying. Mm-hmm. Now this, um, I, and this is where I have a problem because you got Will and Danny. So Danny's a fucking douchebag. Then mm-hmm. Danny deserves. Danny's to get what he generally gets. a douchebag because he's killed cops now. But yeah, but but he's gen- well, he's he didn't a do it but, anyway. Um, you know. Yeah, but this is where when they bring out the Gatlin gun. And they kill Monroe. I hated his mm-hmm. death. Uh, he was a good character. Yes. But some cops get it here. And this is where things turn. Now the police are going to... Yeah. They're pretty much going to yeah, kill the, these two now. They're the done. Cops are, aren't taking any more shit. Even though it wasn't done by mm-hmm. them. You kind of give Danny a bit of an arc when Poppy won't let them go. Mm-hmm. And he tells his but his brother to go left. Like to deal with yes, the guns. Yes, yes. The, 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 the so they're going yeah, to yeah. shoot, shoot in a circle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And end up saving... Um, Cam yes. and the cop, and Cam doesn't know this, but shoots Mantine. Mm-hmm. So I like that because there was a lot of confusion she, going on. She shoots him accidentally, Mantine. No, yeah, I know, but she opens the door and shoots him because yeah. she's panicking. She doesn't know who's that. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's all a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. She hears gunshots. The first thing she's going to do when someone opens that door. So I like that low intensity mm-hmm. part. I like that moment, and that's where Jake Gyllenhaal pretty much loses it because you shot my brother. Yes. And she clearly, he was going to kill the cop because uh, he thought the cop did it because it's his gun. But she admits to doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're they're booking and they get to the they get to the hospital at this point. And I thought this was a little preachy when they take uh, when Mantine's hurt, he's shot, and they put him on, on the handcuffs. This is more relating to what's going yes. on in the world today. I was like, he'd be picked up at this point and brought to the hospital. He's right outside the mm-hmm. door. This is getting a little silly. Yes, but. The scene I don't get, so when they're going to come out, pretty much Jake Gyllenhaal is going to surrender. He's bringing out the gun. He's bringing out Cam as a hostage uh-huh. so they can't shoot him, which is what you would do because he's surrounded by SWAT at this point. Yeah. Why the fuck does Mantine blow him in the back? Um, it was just basically, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I shoot him in the shoulder. Yeah, it's yeah, it's almost like he, he was trying to... Possibly because he knew that the, the cops were just gonna kill him, but he um, wanted to sort of like stop him with a sort of shot that would only injure him. Um, as a well, no, you, you can't shoot somebody. Pretty much, I think it's a shotgun. Yeah, I know, I know. It, it is a bit of a mess. Uh, well, definitely, it's a mess. Um, you know. And then when he when he dies, Mantine goes, nah, "Well, yeah, you did it, you fucker." Well, I, th- I think another um, um, sort of explanation for it was. That um, Mantine had basically turned full good, and he was basically, for want of a better word, he was on the side of Cam, and um, so he was doing it for her, and he had enough of his brother's shit, basically. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's a bit of a mess. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. That's the problem. That's and that's what we're talking about. The characters. I understood Captain Monroe's. I understood Clark's. I understood Cam's. Yes. Jesus Christ! I understood the the cop who's wounded in the whole film. Yes. But I didn't get these two. Yeah. The, and well, should've. it's basically like an an extreme love hate relationship, you know. One yeah. minute they want to kill each other, next minute they're like best of buddies again. He does make the comment in the beginning of the film. Yeah, you only call me when you need money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah, was gen- at the end, was in general terms, a good guy anyway. He was just desperate for the money for his wife's um, operation. Well, it's it's like those all those films. The driver always is always the innocent one. Yeah. He always gets killed. Yeah. 
you know, his cap. Although in this one, the driver at the heist at the start was a complete prick, and he got what he <laughs> he got his comeuppance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and at the end, the cop says Danny is the one who shot yes. him. So Mantine won't get the sentence he would yes. get for shooting a cop, because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, he did technically save him. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Jake Gyllenhaal was the real true bad guy, really. Yeah, oh, oh totally. But I, I was totally didn't see it. I Jake Gyllenhaal to me just played deadpan. Mm-hmm. He should have been more. I don't Deranged, know. psychotic. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, or would have played more predictable, more unpredictable. I, th- I thought you he know, was very so- good. But um, if he had been a bit more sort of zany and a bit more sort of, you know, a bit more of a loose cannon, it would have worked a lot better. You know, guys, I, like I said in the beginning about Bay, this is such a fun movie. It's got it's got some dark tones, like we talked about um, when the cops finally get start getting uh, shot down. Um, it's got a little bit of comic relief. Doesn't work a mm-hmm. lot. It should have had more. More flashbacks to give us some kind of a chemistry between these two. Yeah, but more context. Um, yeah, but they didn't do that. But at the end of the day, guys, I'm telling you now, what a fun ride. Yeah, guys, when you if you can get us on video on demand or buy it on 4K, I'm certainly going to pick it up. Just put it in, watch it on the big screen, and just get some popcorn and enjoy yourself. It is a very enjoyable film. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh, and you hate it, this. You don't. You're not a big fan of this kind. You you like you more. No, no, no. no well, this, is, this is the thing. It felt. I'm a big fan of old school eighties and nineties action films, um, not modern day films like say the Fast and the Furious or whatever. However, this had a a, a sort of a nineties sort of action film feel to it, and that's what it, why I one of the reasons I really liked it. I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. Uh, it's a popcorn film. It's a bit, it's a bit daft. It's a bit unrealistic. But so what? It's meant to be, and it works. Yeah, I don't care what people go. I'm not going to see that. That's unrealistic with an ambulance. Oh, but you'll see a man in a panther suit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well see, I, I'm a, I'm a sort of as I've said in the previous podcast. I'm a bit of a sort of walking contradiction as well. Um, you know, one day I'll be sitting down and watching this intense sort of David Lynch or Robert Eagers type film. And you know, I'll I'll enjoy it just as much, but for different reasons as silly shit. Like, because this is technically silly, but it's it's entertaining silly. So you know what I mean. I I love films of all different you know tones and sort of genres and all sorts, and um, for different reasons. But I'll still enjoy them just as much. Movies are like music. Mm-hmm. I only put on the music genre that I'm in the mood to yeah, watch. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So if you're in a bad day and you're just tired of people, you just want to have a put a smile on your face. Hundred percent. You just not think about anything. Mm-hmm. Have a good time watching Michael Bay film. Yeah. And you'll come out going with a smile. It's on your very face. entertaining. It, yeah. If you're psychotic and you need mental help, <laughs> you and Trevor can watch David Lynch films. <laughs> or, or, or we'll or we'll have a sort of Robert Eagers fucking you know um, day. Oh, Jesus. Ah. You know? <laughs> uh, wow. Listen, guys, uh, listen, thanks a lot for joining this one. We actually just threw this one in at the last minute because we knew it wasn't getting the airplay deserved. And, you know, even if we'll we get a couple bit. of people... Yeah, even if a couple of the viewers actually watch this film, we've done what we can. Mm-hmm. And that's all we ask. Yeah. Uh, give us a shout on Citizen Frame underscore podcast at Instagram or on Facebook. And you can always feel free to send us a little message of an email or... Anything you want to talk about, a uh, film you want us to do, or what you thought of the ambulance. 
the new issue of Phantasmagoria is coming out at the end of May. Yes, um, around the end of May, we're having an official launch and signing event at um, ChillerCon in Scarborough on the 26th of May. Well, the, the, the convention starts on the 26th, but our um, signing event is actually on the 27th. But it will be released on Amazon um, before about a week before then. It's the brand Lumley special. Perfect. We all look forward to that. You guys get your copy when it's available. This month we got Morbius Mm -hmm. and Top Gun Maverick coming. And then we'll pepper in a couple other ones. And that's all we've got. You take care of yourselves and have a good day. Or night, wherever the fuck you are.